No, it's cool. It's, it's fine. It's easy to line this up. Like snipper clips? Oh my god, what a throwback. You like that reference? What a throwback. That game was really it's fun. Good. Yeah, it's good. Josh and I, I played I, a good bit of that. I have probably like seven puzzles completed on it. Oh, that's it? <laughs> yep. That many. I don't... That's how many me and my wife did. The one time we sat down and played it yeah, and never turned it on again. I think I played it one time also, only with Josh. Maybe twice or yeah, something. Yeah, you guys were probably just more committed than we were. We did. We played it for a while. Yeah, we got pretty yeah. far. I think I even recorded a YouTube video of us playing that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Remember YouTube? <laughs> Remember when I, I used, used to put so much more effort into doing video game content? <laughs> I use YouTube quite a bit. It's like my most... That's the platform I'm on the most now. Yeah. I still use it for very targeted, specific things. <laughs> Like, what do you mean by targeted? Like, if I need to look something up, I use it for that. I don't. You don't, you don't follow anyone. I I have I follow people for subscriptions, but like I don't really like. It's not like oh they have a new video I'm gonna check it out. Like I don't. Do oh that. yeah, see, that's what I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch every video from all my all the people I follow, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of nice. It's like a. Uh, it's replaced TV in a way. Oh yeah, it's like it's like uh, programming about the stuff that I'm interested in instead of yeah, totally programming. I mean, yeah. I I totally get the power of it. Yeah, it just never has really been a go-to thing for me. Maybe maybe don't because like then it's just another thing you don't got to check in with. It's good. Oh like, yeah, it, just keep yes. keep yourself free of that. I uh, definitely don't need that <laughs> that leash. Yeah, I don't. I don't need more stuff to like check in every week or whatever. I've been cutting mine though. I'm I'm off Facebook now, and I'm about to do Instagram too. The only reason I haven't done Instagram yet is because when I went to delete my Instagram, it made it said it had to do it from a web browser instead of from my phone. Oh, that's insane! Because you can't even do anything in a web browser version of Instagram. That's so yep. weird. <laughs> That's a scam. What a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's that's. What I mean, t- I could just like delete the app and then leave my account. Yeah, like in the ether. I yeah. guess, but that's a total uh, deterrent tactic. That's all that's there for. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I should. I should have deactivated my Facebook forever ago. I haven't done anything on there in years. But yeah, I just i i pull i pulled the bandit off. Yeah. It's been a while too. Like I, it just was this thing that people would post, and it's like, well, I hope they don't aren't offended that I'm not responding to anything anyone posts oh, on my yeah. Facebook for. No, but I have no yeah. idea what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, my wife just said that she was uh, looking at at her Facebook, and her uh, classmates were planning their 15 year nice reunion. I guess, and I was like, does that make you want to go? And she's like, no, everyone that's on there. Yeah, I guess that said they were going. There are people that I don't need to go see. I guess so. ours would be coming up then too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's the same age as us. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm still here, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like I'm still in Beaver County. Yeah. <laughs> You're not exactly a away from. Yeah, I hate it too, actually. <laughs> and you're even just closer mo- now. At, I just again, moved right? from Allegheny County to Beaver County. Yeah. And just jumping the county lines, like. I see so many more people than I really ever did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was so nice. I was like so under the radar in Moon. Yeah. Like it was it was just I mean not that I don't I don't 
You're basically like just saying people. you hate everybody, so like from nah, our hometown. I mean. <laughs> it's just nice to be incognito. Totally, that's how I feel about it's kinda it. It's kind of awesome, um, because like that's me here in Philly. Yeah, and for sure. My girlfriend grew up in the area and lived in Philly for a long time, so like we see people that she knows all the time. Yeah, like yeah, in varying parts of the city too, and this is yep. a big city. Yeah, so it's like that's kind of weird. Like, no matter where we are, there's a really good chance she'll recognize somebody or they'll recognize yeah. her or whatever. And it's, I, that would be so, that'd be too much for me in like how big of an area this is. It just, too much pressure. It seems impossible. Too many hellos. Yeah. What are you up to? Small talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of small talk, this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ Suave to talk about games. What's up? I was trying to come up with a better alias this episode, but I couldn't think of anything real fast. The cheese. We could bring the cheese back. Yeah, those are, I mean, I was trying to come up with one on the a spot. A new one oh, on yeah. the spot. That's too hard. Yeah. Improv is hard. It's, if, the, it's the best form of entertainment. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. I don't know about that. It's not the best form of entertainment, but it's just, it's good. I like, I appreciate it, and I like to practice it. <laughs> and we're doing really well at it right now. <laughs> I just like the mental gymnastics that it, uh, that, that it, uh, yeah, I mean, requires. It's, it's like, I, I feel like, I feel like doing, like playing D&D &D and stuff has. Is the same thing well, similar? Well, it totally is, but it made me realize I'm horrible at it. And uh, oh, yeah. I don't have that skill, really, uh, which was uh, humbling. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's why I don't really play D and D. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's is that why you hate the is that why you hate the social deduction games too? Sort of. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because they're like kind of on the spot, like mm -hmm. whether you can be funny on yeah. the spot, kind of. Yeah. Like the only I can only think of like one example of a game that works or worked really well for that stuff for me and it's it's the jackbox stuff um because Do you, think you just like haven't had enough alcohol when you were playing other games i don't know like, i mean i i definitely haven't played D, &D drunk which i think would be or, more fun or some of those social deduction games where it's like if i just don't care what uh, maybe like if you're if you're not guarding your thoughts yeah as maybe. much do you know what i mean yeah you had to release your inhibitions. I get, maybe because I guess anytime I've played Jackbox, it's always drinking. That's that's a yeah, drinking game yeah. for sure. Maybe we're connecting some dots there. Yeah, you should. You say you're saying I should just drink more than <laughs> I, I mean than I already do. If it makes your life better, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. I that's guess. true. You're right. That's a, that's a, that's not a slippery slope if or it, anything. If it makes it worse, then <laughs> then we have a problem. But if it makes it better, then I don't know. Yeah. How do we judge anything other than on those parameters? That's true. Agreed. This is some deep mental health. What uh? Right what here. video games have made your life better lately? Uh, I got some. I got some good ones actually. Yeah. I got. I have the two. The two that I'm going to talk about on this episode. Actually, one I probably won't talk about much. We'll have to save it for the very end of the episode. But the other one. Is uh, quite a blast in the past, and it's probably one of the games that will be at the top of my list this year, and I love it. And it's uh, instead of 
bearing the lead, I guess. So let's just run with it. It's going to be uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically a beat 'em up game where they just remade like the classic Turtles arcade games. Yeah, so like Turtles I'm, in Time, or I'm confused. Or the Heist, or it is new. Good. That's correct. It's a new game. Like, so here's why you're confused. There's two games coming out. One of them is a collection of all those old arcade games. Yeah, that's like the Capcom yeah. fighting collection and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about later. But um, yeah, one of them is just the Turtles collection, so it's probably like three or four games. Um, you know, the Sega Genesis, Nintendo arcade versions of the right. those beat 'em up games that were out when we were kids. And then this one is a brand new thing that's kind of paying homage to those games, like yeah. it's designed like those games were. And then it really focuses, like mostly, I would say, on the '90s cartoon. Okay, so I watched a good the, bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the bad guys and enemies and levels are like kind of a nod to the the cartoon. Okay, and then there's also some like Easter egg stuff for just Turtles lore. So they have like Tokar and Razor in there that are from the live action movie. They weren't ever like part of the wait, like like the shitty live action movie, like where they're wearing costumes. Mm-hmm. The Jim Henson one. Nice. Uh, you should you need to take back your uh, description of that movie because. That's an endearing. By the way. That's an endearing shitty. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that that version, those characters are in the game. It has the Super Shredder? Okay, from that movie yeah. in the game. Like, I watched that, dude. Is. I watched that movie so many times. I know. Yeah. Right, so did I. Yeah. And I watched that cartoon so much. Like, there's so much from this game that just speaks to my inner child. It's wonderful. I I know I watched the cartoon, but I don't have. Like nostalgia you'd, for you would recognize you'd recognize a bunch. You think and so? That would probably be fun. Yeah, I think you would. Hmm. I think you would. But it's yeah, it's just a you know, it's a classic beat 'em up, just like the other beat 'em ups that I played last year, uh, like Streets of Rage four and and you always move to the right. You always move to the right. Um, the only difference in in play in this Turtles game is that sometimes you get skateboards, so there's like some vehicular nice. levels. But they kind of work the same way that the the uh, the regular levels work. So it's not like a um, classic Battletoads experience where it's a level you'll never beat. Yeah, it's not that experience. <laughs> and actually, the modern Battletoads had a really good like flash mini game. Um, yeah, about that thing that they like they kept changing what you were doing all the time. That was what made that game cool. But side note, uh, this is just classic. Yeah, beat them up. It's probably like two hours worth the the levels. There's like arcade modes. There's a little uh, overworld map that you can run through. And then it's basically the four turtles, Splinter, Casey Jones, and April O'Neil that you can pick as characters. Is and, Casey uh, Jones a guy? Yes, yes. Okay, right. And he rollerbladed? Uh, Did he I don't rollerblade? know if he has or was he like- on no, he just has a hockey mask. He's the hockey a, mask. Uh, okay. Yeah. And a hockey stick. Okay. I thought he, but he, I thought he played. I don't think he rollerblades. Okay. I thought he was maybe like roller does, hockey uh, maybe. But okay. Yeah. But yeah, you, and, uh, you know, it's all co-op. It's all couch co-op. It's all online co-op. You can get up to six people in one game, which sounds fantastic. Seems so uh, crazy, though. That's a lot of people. 
even with two people playing co-op, it's a lot of bouncing guys around the yeah. screen. So I can imagine it being nutso. But the uh, the soundtrack's really good. And I really like, you know, you presented this game to me as a uh, sales pitch. Yeah. Uh, I think they included just about everything that I would ask for had I be the one <laughs> that was going to fund it. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So, they, I mean, it gets good. It's a good game. I would like to golf clap it. Okay. Give it the full AJ recommendation. Uh, Go for it. Here's my golf clap. It's priced at 20 bucks. It has cross-play. Like, I don't know what else you could ask for. Oh, yeah, that's pretty I mean? cheap. I so, guess I guess you could probably couldn't ask for much more if it's uh, pretty short. I mean, but. more levels? Like... Okay, this kind. Of, this is the kind of thing that like I'll, pl- I'll I will replay this game. I've already played it like five, four or five times through. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Because it's it's easy. Like I, you know, I played with my nephew. I played with my brother. I played with Harsh a little bit. Yeah. I was online. I played with Justin. Like uh, I bought it on Switch and Steam. Wow. Um, You're really supporting them. Yeah, it's it's just I was excited about it, and it. Uh, you know, it it met my expectations. Yeah, so that's cool. The check out the soundtrack um, online. It's it freaking rips. Yeah, uh, I st- I don't know, I don't know if I would call it the best modern beat 'em up though. I was thinking about this. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, I, think, I haven't played. I don't know what the most recent one I would have played was. I think I would still give that to Streets of Rage Four. Okay. Over Turtles. Yeah, I never got around to to any of the modern ones at all. Um Jeez, the last one I the one I always remember and the last one I like think fondly of is Castle Crashers and that was like 10 years Castle ago. Castle Crashers is amazing though. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um so actually this got me in the mood playing this game and um I went and played River City Girls on Switch. I too. heard it was good. Uh, and then I also took advantage of the summer steam sale and bought literally every popular beat em up of the last like 10 years. <laughs> All right. So, you know, it cost me like $30 and I got like 15 games. I can't, so. I can't even really think of any other ones. Well, there's some, like I just, I just Google searched like, you know, which ones were good that I might've missed. Yeah. And so a lot of them I'd played like, you know, Streets of Rage 4 is on there. River City Girls was on there. Yeah. Um, but there's one called like 99 Vitas. It's uh, like Mexican gang influence or something like that. Okay. Um, there's uh, Fight and Rage. There is the Takeover. Okay. There, and I have so I haven't played any of these yet. I just I saved them for. These are the kind of games I always play like holiday time with my brother. Mm-hmm. Like when we get together. So uh, I got a I got a. F- library folder full of them now i'm, I'm pretty pumped um nice. i'll talk about uh river city girls after after you go for a little bit i don't want to steal the uh the whole spotlight well the beginning of this episode so I, i'm going from last episode of having played a lot of stuff to not really having played a lot of stuff <laughs> um so i i think the biggest thing i need to talk about on this episode and it's relatively relevant also is relatively relevant yeah it's a good episode title <laughs> that is a good episode title i like it 
Uh, I, do you like, you like I, the alliteration? I do, yeah. Um, it's neon white. Did you improv that alliter- alliteration? I did. That's pretty impressive. That off, Dude, you're better at it than you think. That was off the cuff. You're better, you're better at it than you think. Improv man. master. See, it's, this, is a, this is a thing in your brain. You just got to like... It's a mental block. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> you just got to believe in yourself like Superman or something. Well, I have many issues with not believing in myself. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it, that liquid courage. Yeah, here we go. Cheers. For... <laughs> anyway, uh, so... So... Hold on, this is. I'm gonna cut you off. Okay, um, you're gonna let me finish later. <laughs> I keep thinking in my head, release your inhibitions. Okay. And for some reason, I thought that was an Alanis Morissette song. No, it's not. What's a, What's a, what am I thinking? What's the song I'm thinking? Well, of? I don't know that I'm thinking about a specific song, but that makes me think of. Um, isn't it a Guns N' Roses album? Use your illusion. <laughs> or Use something? your illusion. Is that that's what, what I'm thinking of with that? string of words i'm thinking release your inhibitions Uh, feel the rain on your um, skin oh that's uh like holy shit that's one of those like 90s early 2000s uh oh my god i don't remember who that it's not alanis morissette for sure it's gotta be who sings this my wife just popped in sasha beddingfield it's the hills theme song i would have never i would have never came up with that Never in a million years. I don't think I even knew her so, name. Sip that alcohol. Release your inhibitions, Nick, is what we're doing. Feel the rain on, the on my skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a rainy day today. It was a I rainy day here, too. I got pounded today. Um. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry for that. So No, it's fine. Uh, the, the newest hotness for me and the why I haven't hotness. really played anything else is Neon White. And this game came out of nowhere for me had no yeah, idea it existed i don't know why it's like completely inoffensive it. to me um it feels like so it feels like new metal like they're trying would, to be a, i would say you're trying to be edgelord i would say it's a little new metal anime kind of yeah yeah um, yeah for sure like the I mean, even, the, even the aesthetic and and the music a little bit too mm-hmm. um but weirdly, I actually really like the soundtrack because it's not, it's definitely not new metal, but it is one of those like, it's one of those like trying to be hard, like kind of techno edgy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works because it fits the aesthetic and, and like it's really, it works really well for like what the game is too. Uh, it's, a, it's a first person platformer basically slash shooter kind of but primarily a time trial thing and that right away is up my alley because i love meat boy and i have loved other time trial-esque games in the past that um i wish people would have competed with me against or competed against me i can now now the liquid courage is uh (laughs) i'm stumbling over my words Competed um, with me in. Yeah. Whatever. Competed against me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so I hadn't really had that in any of those games. Like, Josh, a little bit in Meat Boy, like, way back when, because we were playing it at the same time. But he was honestly no, 
real competition for me. Ooh, it's scathing. It's true, and he knows it. Sorry, right, he won't listen to this, and anyway. he won't listen to it. But um, <laughs> so like, I haven't had that, but I've played a bunch of those games myself, and I would like compete against leaderboards a little bit, like globally. But that was kind of it. And Neon White comes out totally out of nowhere. <laughs> I had never heard of this game ever in my entire life, and. Uh, it's easy when you compete against the leaderboards to look at those names and be like, Psh, those aren't real people. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, especially when you can, like, clearly tell that people cheat in stuff like that. Yeah. Like, Meat Boy. Yeah, was, clearly. Well, no, clearly. I mean, Meat Boy was a huge thing. People would have zero times. They would have zero <laughs> second times. What's the point of having leaderboards if, the, if well, that's... Well, uh... they had to refresh them all the time. Yeah. They would, they would clear those. They would. They had some way to know that it was, like, a shitty time. And yeah. I would love if Neon White would figure that out because they came out pretty quick saying that there is a known exploit to that game and that a lot of the people's times are fake. And yeah. it's clear, again, because when you're running through it as much as we have been, um, you know, like, this is literally yeah, not possible. Yeah, like, there's yeah. no way they could do this. But um, I'm having a blast with it because I'm playing it against primarily previous Friends. previous uh guest mike from work um he is for sure my biggest competition right now uh and we are having a lot of back and forth of just beating each other's times but i have you know the rest of the that gang that i play games with is also playing it so like there's actually people that i'm friends with to compete against and that's really fun that makes it so much more fun for me um, yeah because there's a lot of shit talk and it's like yeah. you want to actually like you it's more yeah, motivating. It's motivation yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's way more motivating and i i think that game is absolutely fantastic gameplay wise it is so interesting in how it does like the movement plus shooting because the way it works is you mostly are just running it's running and jumping it's a platformer but and that's it there's no like climbing or anything but where it gets weird is you have abilities that you pick up throughout the level that are based on they're technically cards but it being a card thing kind of doesn't really matter that much other than um you're basically like storing up certain amounts of them so you have like a hand i guess but you're working your way through these levels and within the levels are enemies and you have to kill those enemies before the level can be completed and you kill them with guns and you get the guns by picking up these cards and each gun does a different thing you know there's a pistol there's an smg there's a shotgun um well not really a shotgun i guess different versions of assault rifles there is a shotgun i just got a shotgun i knew i wasn't crazy um but they all they're all like the standard types of guns but the thing that makes them insane is that when you discard them it's a movement ability so like the gun the handgun gives you a double jump or the smg gives you this like stomp like you move through you move through the air straight down really fast or Stuff yeah. like that, or ones you dash forward really quick, and yeah. the the execution of that stuff is 
immensely satisfying because yeah. it's like it's it like takes my breath away. I'm like holding my breath when I'm doing when I'm like when I know what I need to do to get through a level and I'm trying to get a really good time. I'm like holding my breath <laughs> because yeah. I'm like because you got to be like so dialed in and like mm-hmm. it's so twitchy and it's so fast and um it's awesome. It's just so awesome. Like I'm having so much fun playing it and i haven't even got very far in the game i'm like halfway through the game (laughs) just because you keep replaying levels yeah which is sort of a problem yeah but um but it's fun because we are still continuing to beat times so like yeah so it's like as you continue through it and and kind of get a even more of a feel more practice with it and like take it back to previous levels and then you know, it's like, oh shit, I can just totally skip this entire area if I do this and like trying to find totally different routes through things because it is 3D. It's for per- first person 3D. So it being 3D makes it like way harder to execute quickly. Yeah. Where, you know, in Meat Boy, it was 2D. You can only do so much. You just run and time your jumps a little differently. But this, you're like, you got to make sure you turn on a dime and you're actually shooting while you're running. So you have to be accurate. And like, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy game. Yeah. And there's like, there's some really weird stuff that makes you go faster. So like, you're trying to maximize those things. And I love it. Um, in terms of the aesthetic, it, it is kind of, it's really anime. <laughs> like picture the most, the most, uh, gaudy anime you can think of, and that's kind of this. Um, the in English, the main voice actor is the guy that voiced Spike in Cowboy Bebop. So nice. like, I can never not hear that. You is know? that the Toonami guy too? Ah, did he do um Tom? Was that was his name Tom in Toonami? Yeah, yeah, that's him, Tom. Yeah, I did he do his voice? I don't know. I th- I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um but yeah, like so he's your he's the character you play and you know just hearing that voice over and over like I hear nothing but that character from Cowboy Bebop and like your main character is honestly very similar to Spike as a character. <laughs> so yeah. like it's not really that weird. Um I do think the uh I think the premise of the game is pretty cool. I like I've heard people complain that like there's too much dialogue and too much text and there is quite a bit of it. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I'm reading all of it. I'm doing all the optional stuff. Um, yeah. Cause I, I think the premise is like, I don't know that I've ever heard of anything like it maybe, um, where you are basically, you went to hell, you died and went to hell, but heaven called on you to basically help them clean heaven up of like these invading demons. And so you're sort of just doing the dirty work on behalf of heaven. And if you, the, the premise is if you like manage to survive a certain period of time by doing this stuff, they'll like grant you heavenly status or something. And your character and like all the other character most of the other characters you interact with are all neons 
that's where the name comes from. You're yeah. you're called a neon, <laughs> and that's what you're doing. You're all just trying to survive, while like literally being jan like demon janitors, and <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. Like yeah. it's I th- it's it's fun because like you there are other characters in the game that are like angels and stuff and everybody apparently sees the angels differently so like your character sees them as cats so there are like all these different cat characters meanwhile other people see them as something totally different like the one character thought the one guy looked like john cena and he said that which i thought was like weird to reference yeah. explicitly interesting and they they reference a lot of stuff explicitly, like the Matrix and black metal, which was really funny. There was like one one throwaway dialogue about black metal. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's like a lot better than people are giving it credit for. Like all I've heard yeah. is people complaining about dialogue. Like even Josh said it was too much. I think he might have given up on the game already. Yeah. Um, even though I feel like it's totally something he would love. But uh, I don't know. I think it's cool. Like I'm enjoying it, and I I heard it gets better too, which is surprising. Yeah, that's cool. But um, I've been totally obsessed with it. I think I've put I've put like 20 hours in it in a matter of like a week and a half or something like that. Because it only just Crazy. it only just came out like yeah, like not too not long that ago. long ago of as of this recording. So um, it's on Switch and PC only. And you think it runs all right on Switch? I've heard it doesn't, and I kind of can't imagine playing it, number one, with a controller, and number two, without a really good, like, without really smooth performance. Because, like, when I say it is down to, like, the thousandths of a second of... Yeah, it's twitchy. Yeah, like, you want... Really, You'd be on them little switch nubs too, which sucks right. for yeah. Uh, so like and stuff. the only way it would probably be enjoyable on Switch is if you're kind of just looking to experience it. Yeah. But if you're actually trying to like compete against people, unless they're on Switch, then whatever, I guess. Yeah, if you don't have any other options, and yeah, and and I yeah. think it, I think it could be fun no matter what because it's really varied. I mean, like it continuously adds mechanics and gets and it, it is different and. There's reasons to do the side quests. Like, this is one of my favorite things of collectibles is you want to get the collectibles because they lead to more gameplay. Yeah. Like, in the game, because it's so heavily based on, like, character interaction and stuff and and a lot of dialogue, you're essentially collecting gifts for them in each level. Yeah. And so as you get more of those and build up a relationship with those characters. Yeah, you learn more about them. You learn more about them, and then occasionally you unlock side quests that are just different levels that are, yeah. that are like, they have, like, weird tweaks to the gameplay based on the, the character. So those are really cool and, like, more challenging than the other ones. And, and those you aren't really going after a time on. So, like, yeah. you can kind of just, you know, figure it out and get through it. Um the way I thought about it, the one really reminded me of a of one of the characters from Meat Boy. Um, oh, what was it? I want to be the guy, the one that could like double jump. I don't know if you remember this, but in order to unlock him, he it was so difficult. It was just like columns of spikes, <laughs> and you had yeah. to like fall through the spikes and jump through them and fall through them and jump through them. There, there's a level in Neon White that is literally that. It was really cool. 
That's awesome. And I can't imagine it wasn't on purpose. Like, yeah, like they're referencing it Easter egg. Yeah, because it was a bunch of double jumping through it, and they were like huge, yeah. silly looking spikes, and yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's probably I, not priced full price, is it? Uh, no, it was. Um, I think it was like twenty five dollars or something. So it's pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot out. There's a lot out right now that I, I don't know. I don't really need another game. That's that's my that's my only. Yeah, uh, I feel like it came perfectly for me because, like I said on the last episode, I'm kind of just like bouncing between, between things and not really, yeah. you know going too hard yeah. on anything so now here's this that i'm obsessed with now so yeah. well you said that about vampire Sa- oh yeah remember that game vampire survivors that game was that game really burned hot for about a, a weekend and i haven't touched it again so that's all right which is fine i got plenty of playtime out of that and i'll yeah. i'll check back in on it when it's done probably yeah because it is it was really fun but uh yeah i have not played any more of that so I have, I finished River City Girls. Like I said, I was inspired by TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, to go back. I had already bought River City Girls. Yeah. Um, and then when we had went to play it, it was like me and my two brothers, and River City Girls is only two players, so we like put it down, and I just never went back to it. Mm. But uh, interesting game. Uh, it's made to be, I think the sequel in in spirit to River City Ransom. Yeah, have you ever which is played a classic? Have you ever played it? No, classic beat 'em up game. I know um, I tried it. The thing that I thought was interesting was R- River City Girls reminded me a ton of uh, Friends of Rico Ishikawa. Oh, yeah, I remember. You remember that? Yeah, game? I remember you talking about that. Yeah. So Rico Ishikawa was like a life simulator with beat 'em up mechanics in it, where you kind of just like went to school. And hung out and then got into gang fights. Man, I wish um, that's what Persona was. <laughs> Rico, or uh, what was I talking about? R- River, River City, City Girls, Girls does the same like thing where you kind of hang out in this map, open map town. Yeah. And the the le- that's the level and you kind of like wander, not wander, but you go from point A to point B across the map and you fight across the map and back and all over the place. Yeah. And like, so the whole game kind of takes place in this one area. And so it's kind of cool because like characters keep popping up and like you really get a feel for like the space that you're in kind of like it, it is one city yeah. that you're running around in and beating people up in. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I would just say that it it doesn't update its gameplay mechanics as well as like Streets Rave Four or TMNT or some of the other modern beat 'em ups I've played. Uh, it's a lot of like knocking an enemy down, and then like you kind of have to stand back because if if they get up, they're invincible when they get up for oh, a second, no. and they punch you right away. Yeah, so just like. Certain things like when the screen gets crowded and like you're standing over an enemy that just got knocked down and then you're trying to beat somebody else up and then they the one that's underneath you gets up and hits you. This leads to like a lot of uh frustrating yeah things that like I feel like we've gotten past mm-hmm. um with this with genre with this genre of games, but it's also kind of a genre of games that's like keeps the old stuff in the game a lot. Like, people want that when they play these kind of games. So I can understand, like, why that stuff's in there, but it just 
was a little more frustrating than I would have liked. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack's really good. Um, and it has like a kind of a funny little like manga anime story uh, with the protagonist that was kind of fun. You're like saving their boyfriends, right? That's yeah. That's the premise. Yeah. And the the boyfriends are the original characters from right. River City Ransom. Right. I wanted to double check something. But if you're gonna pick up a beat 'em up game, don't make it River City Girls. That's all I'll say. Unless like you, the thing that you're focused on is the time that it takes you to beat the story, which in this case. You know, your health pickups are like you have to earn with in-game currency and then spend them as you need them and there never drops. Hmm. <laughs> and it does the thing where your in-game currency also buys you more moves. So like for me, I don't like spending money on health if it's if I'm unlocking power ups with the current with the currency. Yeah. So I kind of like suffer through. So there's, I don't know, there's some design things that I think could have been better, but, you know, that's a, they weren't trying to light the world on fire with that game design, so. Yeah, I, um. It's hard to, uh. It was, it was driving me crazy trying to remember what I played River City Ransom on. I had to look it up. The Rare Replay. No, I thought it was Rare Replay 2 for some reason, even though they had nothing to do with it. That's what I was thinking also. And it was it's on NES Classic on the Switch. Uh, so okay, yeah, it makes sense. So like, if you want to play it, it should be on there. I know Dustin. Yeah. I know Dustin and I tried. Oh, that's to play cool. It. I'll go back and look at it now that I played the whole River City Girls just to see what it was. I, I'm sure that some of the soundtrack stuff and some of the enemies sure. are like yeah, are one to one from. And it was really from, hard uh, to like. I feel like I remember it looking like total trash, um, or something. And I couldn't believe, but at the same time, it had like weird RPG type stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, that's what R- R- uh, River City Girls has. Because, because I feel like I remember we were playing, and it was like, here's a shop. You can go into the shop and like do stuff. And yeah, I was like, like what? Buy equipment, kind of. Yeah, that you can equip. Yeah. that gives you stat buffs. Yeah. yeah, it seemed seemed way ahead of its time, you know, based on that little tiny bit that we played. But yeah, it mm-hmm. should be on there <laughs> if you're curious. Cool. Um. Yeah, Did I play anything else. It's just one game. Uh, well, I played like I touched a like couple other little things. Um, I'm still playing Gran Turismo every day, basically. Good for you. Uh, so just wanted to throw that out there that and they have been updating that game. Um, like consistently, stuff has been coming out for it. Like they just they just added another track, uh, Watkins Glen, um. Which is, you know, they're all real courses for the most part. Um, they just added that. They added. They've actually added progression type stuff, like more stuff to do if you if you are looking for that, uh, which is nice. Um, one of the things that they added though is like completely cost prohibitive, <laughs> at least for like me, the average player. Yeah. Where like I need a car that costs an absurd amount of money. Like most of the money I have built up built up this whole time in order to just compete in it. So it's giving me something to work towards, I guess. That's cool. So that's good. Um, they, uh, they did tweak, like I talked about how you would get like no, nothing for the rewards. Um, they did tweak that a little bit. I wouldn't say it's like much better, but it's been a little better. 
in terms of those like roulette ticket things I talked about. Um, but yeah, I'm still playing that basically every day. I play it in the morning usually when I wake up. It's like a good, uh, it's like a good like wake my brain up kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's like, let's drive really fast <laughs> and take these yeah. hairpin turns. Um, but so I checked in on something weird with uh, the Gloom Boys. Um, the one weekend, like two weekends or three weekends ago. Uh, Steam was doing a play for free thing for GTFO. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, do you have you seen much about it? Mm, I got a buddy at work that plays a lot. He, he's like into those group games, like Escape from Tarkov, and yeah, um, I forget which one he told me he, he was playing recently. Battle Ridge something. Oh, geez, I've never so even I, heard of that one. I've uh, I've heard him talk about it, but I. That's like the limit of. So I haven't watched gameplay or anything like that. Yeah, and I feel like it's one that maybe I don't know how popular it is because it's one I never heard about really. Like I I I saw Giant Bomb play it like years ago at this point, um, probably around the start of the pandemic, I think actually, and uh, it's it's a four person co op shooter. And you are basically killing zombies. But the thing that makes it really interesting is that it is like this... I think it takes the live service thing to a like cool level. Where the premise is you're like these prisoners that are being sent into um, some like crater in the earth. Where some horrible thing happened that caused people to turn into monsters and you're trying to clear out the monsters. And they're, like, really fucked up monsters. Like, it reminds me of The Thing, honestly. Huh. Um, they're, they're like, really weird and, like, shitty yeah. like that. Like, where people's heads are split in two and their mouths and stuff. Like, that's what it is. Um, so, that's the basic premise. It's just that. But mm-hmm. the but the execution of it is like pretty interesting because it's been it's been running for like two years or three years, I think now. And what they do is they every so often, like they do seasons like every other live service game. But their season is a map. And the map is the same for everybody. And yeah. the levels of that map are the same for everybody. And so I imagine it probably creates this very specific community type experience where like when the season flips over, everybody is playing through the same, you know, map wave thing that, you know, at the same time. And like, as you work through it, you go deeper into this like crater thing and it gets harder and harder as you go and you have to do different tasks as you go through them. And I just think that's really interesting that it's not like a procedurally generated play endlessly thing. It's like a thing that you plan for. So like you might do a level and fail it, but then you know what you need to do. Kind of like when we were playing aliens like we knew what to do when we were like having weird issues and having to replay. Yeah. Basically picture that, but like 
a bunch of those, and then in the next season, they're totally different, but they're the same for the entire community playing the game. Yeah. And I think that's really smart. Like, um, game design wise. Yeah. And, and I don't know that I can think of anything else that does that really. I mean, a, a lot of like roguelike games do seated like daily challenges where that, that challenge of that day is the same for everybody. So it's that concept, I guess, just on a bigger scale. And, um, also I don't know that it's procedurally generated. I, from our tiny little experience playing that, it seems like they're tailored to be a specific yeah, for, thing because yeah. we had, like, there was this overarching quest to complete through all of those levels. And so all of the levels were based around doing this task, like, in them. And you would, like, carry that task through all of them. And I wonder what past seasons were like. Like, I wonder if they did something like totally different or if it was something like that every time where you were just like carrying an item to from point A to B and back to A or whatever. But that's, but like just dreaming about what that experience might be is really cool. And like how it works as a, as a shooter and like a co-op based thing is mm, I would probably liken it the most to maybe left for dead type stuff. where you are working your way through a level, but it's more of an open-ended level, and you aren't necessarily, like, it's not linear. Like, you you usually have to get back to where you came from. But you're, like, going through a map that you can't see anything. It has fog of war. And there's this whole in-game computer system where if you find a terminal, you can, like, type in command line stuff to learn about the map map. yeah and like you might get a hint of like this thing is in this area and so you go to the terminal and it's like ping area e6 or something and it'll tell you like what's maybe there or you can ping a door and it will tell you like what you need to do to open that door and it's just like this much more procedural like thing i don't need like tactical thing and I imagine it's probably what Rainbow Six is kind of like at this point. I haven't yeah. played Rainbow Six in, like, I don't know, Forever. since it came out, that one, Siege. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's, like, really similar to that. I have no idea. But we had a really good impression of it, um, which was surprising. Did you go back? Well, so I, we were turned off by it being $40. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, it doesn't really – like, it was – interesting but it i don't know that it's something we're gonna invest time into yeah you know so i and i'm honestly surprised it's not just a free-to-play game because they could they could do whatever they could be like okay here's the new season and if you want to pay for it here's like a super overpowered gun and just like blow through it or something seems really obvious to do that yeah um but it's not it it's like 40 bucks um it's on Steam only, pretty sure. I don't know if it ever got to consoles. But um just interesting. You know, with a stupid ass name like GTFO, yeah. what the hell? Um yeah. but like it it has this just very unique take on that kind of game. And and it was really hard. Uh 
like surviving a wave of things was really fucking difficult. Like yeah. you you would know when it was going to happen because you could prepare for it. Like it has this whole other thing like you want to be stealthy while you're going through it so like you you don't want to alert enemies so you can stealth as much as possible. Yeah. And then you can prepare for a wave because it's like you're going to open this door and it has an alarm going off and that alarm is going to alert everything. So like get ready and then all of the characters have different class there's different classes that do different things and whatever to like help survive that and Yeah, I don't know. Just a really good impression of like a totally random thing. Cool. Yeah. I uh I got a couple more things. I got like two fighting games that I have messed with and then my last little bit is Monster Hunter uh Sunbreak, yeah. the new expansion. Yeah. So what do you have that do you wanna like Okay, one one thing I wanna just mention real quick. So do you remember Dreams? Yes. Um my buddy Larry was here. Larry's been on like two two v one episodes way back when. Um, he was here like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, um, and we were just like, it was late and we didn't really like feel like doing anything too that required too much effort. And so he loaded up dreams. Well, kicked on dreams. Well, he was like, show me the PS five. Cause he like hasn't seen one and I was like, okay. So I like showed him a couple things. I was like, look how pretty Gran Turismo is and look how pretty Ratchet and Clank is. And, um, like the loading stuff and all that. And I was like, you know what? I want to launch dreams. Have you ever seen this game? And he's, and he's, he's like, no, never heard of it. Yeah. Um, because who has heard of dreams? <laughs> like who is paying attention to dreams? Who Sony sure as hell isn't talking about it ever. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't checked in on that game since it came out. And when it came out, I was really high on it because I was like, this could be yeah, really it's a neat thing. This could be super cool. And so I launched dreams and you know what? Dreams is hilarious. Yeah, it is astonishing what people have done in that uh like I'm, I'm, even i don't find that hard to believe at all even I, now, I see youtube videos and and twitter videos all the time of, of stuff it like it still has a very specific aesthetic that is only dreams and like the way yeah. things work are wonky and all that stuff like so it really couldn't ever be more, more than, than what it is more than a curiosity i think like without yeah. without somebody spending like literal amounts of game dev time on and at that point yeah. why would you do that just do it in unity or something yeah yeah so and sell it and th- and that's the biggest problem with dreams like that it's like yeah. why why you know but yeah but for the people that did put effort into things it it's, it's still like, it's amazing like mario Ma- super mario maker a little bit it's kind of the same it uh, sort of is but boy is it like so much more work <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, like making some of the stuff in that game still is like crazy. So the only yeah. thing I wanted to bring up is like my favorite aspect of dream surfing is just thinking of a word and searching that word and seeing what the hell comes up. And yeah, and like the Dolly. Yes, Mini. think of Dolly Mini, the thing that yeah. you know has taken the internet by storm. And basically just do that in dreams and you will probably find something. And like, 
one of the best ones I found was uh so Kojima's so first of all, let's start with PT. Somebody remade PT in that. Yeah. Um and it was, you know, it was the thing. Legit. It was the whole thing. Yeah. Uh and the best part was when the woman kills you. The the model that it was was like this stupid looking like piece of shit person. Like the the whole thing was rendered really well. It looked great like the the hallway and everything looked surprisingly good for dreams. And then when that finally happens, this thing scares you and you're like, what am I even looking at? It looks like a yeah. voodoo doll like puppet. And that yeah. was so funny. But that was so funny because like you expect like all yeah, this it's the most endearing the... because of Yes, it. yes, and they spent all this time recreating this thing to like a crazy degree and then that's that 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 is what yeah. grabs you but so pt led to uh in that same thing somebody had made silent hills so like kojima's canceled game and yeah. my it was it was the title of it was silent hills the real game like that was what they titled <laughs> it <laughs> And it was crazy. Like, it was a full thing. It was like a full game. The only reason we didn't keep playing it was because it, like, broke. Like, we got stuck yeah. on something and couldn't move. But but it was seriously, it was, it was a Silent Hill game. Like, it was the fixed camera, really shitty, like, tank, turn, and walk controls. Yeah. It had, it had cutscenes. It had voice acting. They tried to animate the the people like with they tried to animate the mouths moving to the lips like or to lip yeah. sync and stuff. It blew my mind. Like it was totally a piece of shit at the same time as being amazing. amazing. Like totally amazing that somebody put this together. And I really want to know how long it actually was. It just was painful to play. <laughs> so like, yeah. and we hit that roadblock and you know whatever. But. Dreams is awesome, and, like, I'm so glad it exists for these two instances where I've spent hours playing it. Yeah. Like, just, like, looking up shit and seeing what comes up and just laughing at it. There was a Death Stranding one that was really funny. The joke was very funny to me because um, it was just, like, Death Stranding. I forget what they called it, like, the best version or something, and... All it was was a guy running in an open field. But it was like, get to this thing way off in the distance. Like, get there. Yeah. And it took forever, and I did it. And it's pretty all the while, while you're doing that, it's it would just splice in, like, random shots of, like, the in-game puppet, like the, mod, like, the base model person. It looks like one of those wooden figures that you can, like, prop on a desk like yeah. I, that it's that like that's what their base thing looks like yeah and it was just those with like a shitty face drawn on it and like it was trying to make it scary because it would be like a a flash on the screen and it would be like in some compromised position with blood everywhere yeah. and like as you got closer to this thing while running very slowly over terrain it would just pop those up and then when it ended nothing happened <laughs> and like and i and i think they were just mad about like what the experience of death stranding was <laughs> but like 
but like I love that dedication to a joke. Like that yeah. it was it was great. So Dreams is actually good. So I don't know what it costs anymore. But um maybe worth wish listing on your PlayStation if it ever is on sale for some reason and just to see what the hell it is. I never played the single player. It does have a single player game. Yeah. But I don't really care, I guess. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. It's fun. It is it was it's it was nice really to, fun. It's nice to get your money's worth. I think I got it the first time I played it. At Harsh was here actually. Yeah, I told me all about yeah, it. Yeah, like we spent hours doing that. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me really, other than the tiny bit of Sunbreak I've played. So you'd say Dreams is a wonderful collection of games. Yes. It's worth the price tag. Yes, it is. You know what else is a wonderful collection tell, of games? Tell me. The Capcom Fighting Collection. It's it's fighting game. It's the fighting game corner hour on the Whiff Punish Games cast. Yeah. Um, so I got two fighting games to bring up real quick. One's Capcom Fighting Collection. They brought 10 games together, mm-hmm. I think is what the number is. They included both Japanese, U.S. versions of the games. Um, and basically, it works similar to the Street Fighter collection, where they have one menu that kind of uh, just runs all the games. Um, yeah. Like like you can pick the games. And then the way it works, essentially, is that you can either go into those games individually or like kind of do like a... Uh, like a random randomizer mode yeah. where you just select select all the games and then it'll just kind of throw you in each game separately. Yep. And so when I played, the little bit I played, that's how I queued for online mode. I just went to like the training mode of one of the games. This was messing around and then had it queuing for me in every every Capcom game online. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty fun. The netcode is rollback, so it works as long as the person has a decent internet, which isn't always the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. playing online, but you can you can change your search parameters to to guard yourself against that, and that's what I did. And it's just fun playing like arcade versions of games that I played at Red Robin when I was a kid growing up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to be clear, these aren't Street Fighters because that's in the Street Fighter collection. Street Fighter Super Turbo is on there, but oh. it's the only Street Fighter game. Oh, okay. So Super Turbo Street Fighter Two Super Turbo is on there. Okay. Like Puzzle Fighter and Puzzle Fighter is on yeah. there, um, but uh, but Gem other... Fighter, which is like the chibi version of Street Fighter, that game's on there. Okay, um, but otherwise, it's all their other fighting games, like yep. Dark Stalkers, Vampire and... Savior. Yeah, Dark Stalkers. Sorry, I called it Vampire Savior. Dark Stalkers one, two, and three is on there. Yeah, so that's the six. That's six of the games. There's a game called Red Earth. Never heard of that. Uh, which is like this weird. Uh, robot fighting game okay they have this one mech game where you're like uh it's like little literally gundams like battling each other it's kind of weird okay. wild um and then i can't think of what the last like two are there might be like some obscure uh yeah fighting japanese games that never came out in the u.s and stuff okay so that's a really cool thing uh you know they got the artwork and sound and uh jukebox and all that stuff so you can hear all the games and yeah it's another music i i I really like those things like just as yeah museum dude absolutely like Like, they should every game company collections please of stuff yeah 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 Yeah, like yeah give it modern online because like those those games 
Um, it didn't. They didn't do it as well with the Street Fighter collection because they didn't do good netcode yeah. with it. So there's like emulator versions, emulated versions of the Street Fighter games that work better on the emulator than they do on the game that you buy. Yeah. They fixed it with this Capcom fighting collection. Like those versions of Darkstalkers, for example, like that's the best version of Darkstalkers you can play now. That's cool. So, yeah. So the, now that game's community lives in a place that you can buy on the Steam store. Yeah. And that's I think that's cool, and I think more game companies should do that for their games. I think it it's only in the interest of the companies who can make money off of us, the gamers, again. Oh my god, I would buy, like, I would buy Rare Replay like three times. Yeah, absolutely. Again. And like, it, it's an opportunity for them to even research like what titles we're interested in. As that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's there's so much there's so much they can do with that. I think it's it's money left. On the table, yeah. If, if companies don't take example, like uh, I really to, want, don't take advantage a, of that. I really want a modern Metal Gear collection. Like, yeah, I, it drives me fucking crazy that that doesn't exist. Yeah, because yeah. they did that weird half, ste- half yep. step one back when I don't know, like ten plus years ago, longer. Yeah, and it was like two of the games, and it was only on xbox or something and playstation and they had different because obviously metal gear one was not on xbox so it didn't have that and it's like this dumb shit like yeah konami needs to release that and it's it's totally crazy to me that they haven't um and yeah whatever i don't even i don't know that i could rattle off anything else immediately but like I want more of more this. of these in our hands, please. Yeah, like yeah. I bought the Castlevania one and haven't even got around to playing, <laughs> but like I but bought it. <laughs> but I will, yeah. And I, I, I bought for, it for me. Which... Even it's not even like that. I want to go back and play through everything. It's just that like I want to be able to be like tell my kid, "Yo, this is the fighting game I played." Want like, and it's really I just easy. Want those and it's things... going to be available forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want those things to be evergreen and and accessible to me. Yeah. So, easy, easy purchase for me. Yeah. Um, I, I actually thing thought I, about getting it, too, because, like, I'm so curious about Darkstalkers. I've never played them. Oh, my God. It's in, it's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. It's one of the coolest fighting games ever. Yeah, they, they look sweet. They, well, they were just going crazy with the sprite. Uh, right. Animation. When, when that game came out, it's, like, basically an excuse for them to animate as much like digital art as they can and <laughs> to fit that into a fighting game yeah and like th- at that time when they made it they were like uh research not researching but experimenting with like combo systems and like it it was around the time they had been making mvc2 so like yeah. the speed of the game is just insanely fast like the combos are insanely fast it's it's a it's a neat thing for sure yeah but uh so there's that and then the other fighting game that came out is DNF Duel. Have you seen anything right. for this? Uh, no. <laughs> basically, not at all. Basically, nothing. Yeah, I've seen okay, so like some screenshots and like little clips on Twitter. It's based on Dungeon Fighter Online. Which, Do you know what which that is? I don't know what that is. Nope, neither do Just I. Just like Grand Arx- Blue Fantasy Versus. I had heard yep, of Grand correct. Blue Arx- one time. Yep, Arxis got some kind of licensing deal to make a fighting game based on an existing Japanese property. That property is dungeon fighter online. And thus we have this fighting game. 
I believe um, the team that made MVCI is somehow involved too. Like I don't know. Really? It's a Ado or something like that is the team name. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like I just heard that when I was looking into DNF. Maybe it's I'm incorrect and I heard that incorrectly. But yeah, I heard it was it was Arxis and Ado. I think that made DNF Duel. Yeah. So this game is kind of interesting. It has the same problem for me that like when they showed Grand Blue. Uh, like I don't, I'm not really crazy about the art style. I feel like it's intentionally like generic anime. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so there's no appeal. Like it's not like Guilty Gear where it, there's a distinct style. Um, style to yeah. it. It's like this this generic anime aesthetic. And then since I don't know anything about Dungeon Fighter, like there's no draw to it in terms of like what the IP is. Yeah. Um, so the only draw then becomes the system mechanics, which I do actually think are pretty interesting in this case. Um, whereas in Grand Blue, they were just basic. Uh, they were very basic. Yeah. Um, so this DNF Duel, uh, the thing that it does different from other fighting games is... It um, continues the trend of making special moves easy, where you have one button special moves. Yeah. So like you hold a direction and you press like triangle. That's your special move button. So that that gives you fireball or dragon punch or tatsu or whatever. All the special moves that you would normally have in Street Fighter. The thing that this game does that's different because a lot of games have used that special input thing is that your special moves are all um, tied to one meter that is your mana. Okay. So you essentially have mana to do special moves. You shoot a fireball, it costs you mana. Right. If uh, um, So they beefed up like how effective all the special moves are. Like They're insanely good. They're essentially like EX versions of every special move. Like your fireball will fill the entire screen. You can't jump over it. Okay. Like they made them ridiculous. Okay. And then they made them cost mana. And depending on how good the move is, it costs like more or less mana. Okay. So you're constantly like kind of engaging with, should I, shouldn't I spend meter on my special moves? Um, At the same time, the game gives you like this, this powered up, version of yourself like once you get down below a certain um health uh health level like kind of like more how mortal Kombat does with their specials so once you get okay. once you get weakened yeah. you reach the state called awakened okay and then and then all your special moves do like double damage and can combo into each other and all this extra stuff so you have the the meter like management and then once you get down low health, you all of a sudden everyone becomes like one touch you can kill. Okay. So it becomes this interesting like uh, interesting game where there's a lot of robbery like going yeah. on. Where if you don't finish your guy off, um, and you leave him in the awakened state with a, a little bit of health left, and they get a combo off, and they have full meter because they've been getting hit throughout the entire. Right uh, match, then mm-hmm. they just basically can combo special move into special move into special move into special move into super, and you're dead. <laughs> like whole whole health bar. <laughs> so it's like it's like Dragon Ball combos, like when that happens. Okay. 
Um, so there's some, like, I could see some frustration with, like, dang, you just watch yourself get killed for 25 minutes. Yeah. And, like, I think now that it was released and it's online with people streaming it, like, the salt of them dying all the time is making the game have a lot of life. Excuse me, sorry. Like, had a lot, have a lot of life. Yeah. Like, streaming-wise. So, that's kind of fun. Um, I just want to see the roster get bigger is all for me. I mean, and it's funny too, because the characters are archetypes. Yeah. I was Dungeon fighter ask. is like an RPG yeah. thing, I think. So the characters are like berserker and crusader and striker and grappler. And they're just like, and that's just a generic. Their name. Yeah. That's yeah. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. That seems so, so crazy thing, to me. The thing is, is like the they made the attacks really cool. It's like the the characters do kind of like look cool. Yeah. Like you can tell it's a generic version of that archetype, but it also they did it cool in a way. Yeah. And it's it's still the the nice pretty Arxis animation on everything. Right. So like there is some appeal to how all that works. I just think um I don't know, it's it looks generic a little bit. Yeah. Too, at the same at the same time. And I'm more interested in Arxis making games that they care about than I am about them doing licensed stuff. Doing licensed stuff. And if they are going to do licensed stuff, at least get licenses that people recognize. Where's JoJo at? JoJo, I think, comes out in July. Wait, are they actually Uh, making one? All-Star Battle R. Oh, that's that's the reissue of it, right? Yeah, except I think they were... The point of them reissuing it was to get it competitive. Hmm. So it would have like a... It would be good. I just want to see their current art style applied to JoJo, and that yeah, would be I hear you. absolutely amazing. Bees knees. That would be so yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's DNF Duel. Um, I'll have more probably on that as I play it more. Uh, yeah, I like I played. A, I've been playing a little bit more of Guilty Gear again. Yeah, and like, man, that's a great game. And uh, now that that's at, like DNF duels out, I'm like, I should just play more Guilty Gear. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know that I really want to like jump into something else. Learn like, a new, yeah. Like, game. I could, I could, I have plenty of time I could spend in that. And I like when all the fighting games that come out, I always run into this. Like, I want to try the systems out just to see the differences in games. Yeah. But like looking at DNF duel now, I can tell you, I don't really want to learn it. Mm-hmm. So it's like more like I just want to engage with the systems a little bit in training mode and in a couple online matches, and then I'll go back to yeah, like whatever I'm playing, which right now would be Guilty Gear and Street Fighter. Yeah. So, but the thing, my problem with Guilty Gear is I don't Guilty Gear doesn't have a good ranked. Like it I just want to be able to queue for matches and yeah, have it like my ranked mode go up and down. Yep. Like the floor system in Guilty Gear is just. Yeah, I don't like it either. Like I, I understand, I understand why it exists, and like the point is to play matches. So really, yeah. if you just get into a lobby, you should just go in there and play matches. But like, if I wanted to do that, I would get into Discord and play the same person anyway. Like for that to be the only way for me to get in and out of matches is kind of frustrating. Yeah, and like I, I'm not a person that's going to chase the ranked mode thing a ton, but it is incentivizing. 
like in its own little way. Mm-hmm. And that thing not being in Guilty Gear, like just kind of makes me only play it with friends, really. Yeah, I mean, I've played a bunch. Like I got back to, I'm on floor eight or something. And I like kind of cruised my way there <laughs> since playing yeah. again. And um, it just, yeah, it doesn't like Street Fighter. There's some dopamine effect of like, I have this number constantly going up and it's a thing I'm stressed about. So it's like, yeah. it's like I yeah. want because it makes me want to play That's, better. It's kind of like a bad thing too. Yeah, totally. Kind of. And maybe they were trying to get rid of that because like you, you can care too much about that, that number playing ranked and yeah. it like ruins, ruins your time on there. Yeah. But it just like the having the room system and then like me being able to just play the same person a hundred times in that room in order to demote or promote like it just defeats the purpose of having the demotion and the promotion anyway and yeah. so like i might as well just queue in a regular lobby it just yeah i mean uh, i guess i guess it does get interesting whenever you're in celestial or whatever because you have to like maintain it basically right yeah so like i guess i guess when you really take it serious and get to that point then it kind of matters more or something i mean i i get that you you have to maintain it at any floor like if you lose a bunch at a floor it'll boot you out of that floor level two yeah but you can always play higher yeah you can it's just (laughs) you can it's just kind of it's kind of goofy how it works i just i just want to be able to key ranked yeah, like we figured that we figured that out. Yeah, I don't know. A long time. Ago. I just don't know why, in general, that's what they do with their games, like Arc Systems specifically. Well, so Duel has both things. It has the weird online lobbies, and it has the ability to just like post up in ranked mode. That's nice that it has it. I guess. So like, maybe. like that's that. I mean, ideally, that's what we would want. Maybe they're like I would want both. Well, maybe they're testing where people play. Uh, who knows? Yeah, like maybe know. it's finally something like, well, we can throw that into this game and see what happens. It well, it it's supposed to like Guilty Gear is supposed to have that too. It just doesn't work very good. Mm. Like maybe it does now, but when I first played, like you would queue in practice mode, and it would be like. 27 minutes in between oh no it definitely works i i mean i do that um it just you have to you're not chasing well you're not chasing it you have to yeah you're still not chasing anything and you have to specifically go to that room first and then initiate the thing so like you have to navigate your way there and then you can do that sort of but but it's and it and it's been working relatively okay like i get matches quick um yeah maybe that's all relatively that quick but but it's just i i still agree that like just chasing a floor number is i don't know not that satisfying it's not a good way it's not a good way for you to it's also not a measure your yeah own it's not a progress. good measure yeah because like who knows who you're really playing also yeah um yeah i mean that's true of any ranked mode really but i don't know i guess yeah yeah but Guilty Gear is really good. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, a great it game. It's fun. Yeah. I'd like to see what their next announcement for characters is. I thought yeah. it would have been out by yeah, now. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. But I'm glad you're playing again. Off and on. It's not like every day or anything, but yeah. yeah. 
So uh, that's all I got. The last last thing is the big uh, another Monster Hunter episode. <laughs> yeah, the, the Monster baby. Hunter expansion came out. Baby, Sunbreak. Uh, Which I what are your what are your initial thoughts? Because I got a lot. Okay, well I've only fought the first monster, which is the, okay. the weird crab skull thing, which I thought was a really cool design. Um, that's literally all I did. Uh, I, so you basically were playing because none of the sunbreak stuff even happens in, in, until after okay. that. Okay. Think. Yeah. So because did you go to a new island not or whatever? Because like I I yeah, only yeah, had yeah. time. Like when I launched it, I was like yeah, I, got I was like in the middle of I was like killing time before we were doing something. So like I was like yeah. I could fight this monster real quick and did that and then um got distracted. Yeah, got so like I was wondering what it actually added because I haven't seen that yet. So. Here is my two cents, and I'll try to keep it as succinct as possible. Um, when we initially talked about Rise, my experience on on this show and just with myself was that I was disappointed in Rise because it wasn't World. Yeah. I would then go on to play Generations and discover that World is really the outlier in the bunch, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, when this expansion got announced, I was really excited for this expansion, despite being disappointed with Rise, because of my original experience with World and the Iceborne expansion. Mm-hmm. And, like, when Iceborne came out, it was a brand new game, essentially. Yeah. Like, the Clutch Claw added so much to that game. There was... Like, essentially, just brand... Like, you could hunt all the old stuff, but everything you did was pretty much brand new. Yeah. Like, they worked the old stuff back in to pad out the experience a little bit, but you were, like, hunting new monster after new monster after new monster, all in a new location. Mm-hmm. So, I turned this expansion on expecting that, and it is not that. Yeah. It is It is not... It is not... Iceborne for Rise. Yeah. Um, it is a good expansion, and playing it has reminded me of why I love Monster Hunter, and specifically Monster Hunter Rise, and I think that's what expansion should do. But they have not been able to deliver um, new content or, like, a new experience really on the consistent basis that Iceborne did. And yeah. that is a little bit disappointing to me. Um, although thinking about it, I should have expected that <laughs> and shame on me for not doing so. Yeah. Um, really what it comes down to is they add like more, you know, more tools and all the things you'd expect of an expansion. Uh-huh. Um, but the really the big change is they add the ability to equip switch skill loadouts. So you know how Rise had like switch skills that you could change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now you can change all those, clip it in slot one, slot one, and then change all them and equip that in slot slot two. And then you're allowed to swap back and forth between those loadouts, like mid fight, mid combo. Oh. Okay. So your your move like bank with each weapon is automatically doubled huh. like instantly. 
And so, like, it adds so much depth off the rip, like, right off the bat yeah. to every every weapon. Okay. And then I think once you play more into the game, they start getting into, like, some of your switch skills or, like, using that switch skill swap move because it gives you, like, a dodge. Uh-huh. Like, like the thing that swat, swaps your switch skills. Say that 100 times swap fast. Swap your switch skills. Swap your switch skills. It's like, it's like a diving move that you have iframes on. Okay. And so I, I think you're going to get like buffs and stuff that, that apply to that as you play into the game. Yeah. So that they kind of force you to do that. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, I was wondering like if there were any gameplay changes. Yeah, so, so that's... in terms of gameplay, and this is no surprise because Rise nailed it on the gameplay. Yeah. Like there was no like this the switch skills being fully customizable and you being able to do that with different weapons and then specking your gear for those weapons and those switch skills was like what made Rise deep Monster Hunter deep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this is like like it ought, like just having that one thing means that you're doubling all of your moves. Yeah. And so. You know that's insane. I think they're giving you more switch skills too. Like I haven't unlocked I a would lot of stuff that yet. Maybe there's more. Yeah. yeah, I'm just assuming that that's going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, so like that's insane. And right off the bat, I was like, oh man, this is awesome. I'm that much stronger now. Yeah. Like as a hunter, and they do the customary like increase the model size of all of the. <laughs> the monsters and give them two or three more moves <laughs> and then you're rehunting them again so they're more inten- they're more intense fights okay. you know what i mean yeah but it, i have been a little bit disappointed in like the first 15 hours pretty much with the lack of just new stuff yeah i i was thinking about that cuz you you had mentioned that already like before we recorded um because i stopped in rise after uh, pretty much after the main stuff like narwa i think was the last like what quote story fight um yeah there's there's probably only like two or three so you didn't do the elder dragons no no we didn't no because i know we didn't see some still I know there's plenty of monsters actually we still didn't see. So like So I'm fifteen hours into this expansion and I haven't crafted any gear from the new expansion. Oh yet. really? Well, that's part of the reason is it's the way I play. Mm-hmm. Which is like I wanna I wanna equip a loadout and then play four or five hunts with that loadout and I don't wanna mess with it at all. It's just kinda how and then like at the end of my session I'll go in. So like I haven't done a lot of pissing around. Yeah. But also, end game of Rise, like, I had all these loadouts that, like, maxed out on weapon-specific right. things that I don't want to craft new armor that don't give me those weapon bonuses anymore. And I haven't, like, died, and I've died. I haven't died enough to any one thing where it's like, okay, I need to go mm. craft. So that's kind of a problem a little bit, Yeah, like, I think. that's where I was going was... um. I remember. But I'll tell you this too, like I put, I put a hundred hours on Rise on computer. I put a hundred hours in Rise on Switch. Uh-huh. I'm nasty at this game. Like, I can use. I mean, maybe I'm not that good. I think I'm. I think I'm good, and that's all that really matters, I guess, to me. <laughs> but I can use the Switch skill, like a fully equipped Switch loadout, 
um, with a lot of the weapons like already. Like as soon as they showed me that I had the ability to do that, I didn't have to like work it into my yeah. repertoire. I was just good at doing it because I've like done that much experimentation with the combat in this game. Mm-hmm. And I also like played a good bit of the end game. So like I know like when I turned this on, I was collecting all the spirit birds and all that stuff to like max out my health yeah. bar and like I know how to play the game yeah. at the high level. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so those things kind of carry me through like enough to I, I'm kind of mashing it. Yeah, I was but, I was thinking for me where I didn't do everything in the base game, um, like it repeating things from the base game might not it's feel fine. as yeah like as it's big fine. of a deal, I guess. Um, but I don't know. That's a total guess. <laughs> uh, cause like we, I didn't stop playing it for any reason. It just, so just kind of moved on. I don't know that it's like, I don't know that it's that big a deal. I am expecting it to a degree. Yeah. I just like the way it's structured is like, you, you know how in the game you fight four two star monsters in order to get the three star monster. Yeah. Well, in the expansion, they're like making you fight all the normal monsters, and then the one you get the cutscene for is the new one. Okay. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of it's just a lot of rehunting um the same monsters, which is fine. But a lot of the cases, like they're not even changing the environment that you hunted the monster <laughs> in. It's just like a bigger model in a more aggressive model of the same monster. Yeah. And like, I think, I don't know. I, I get into the weeds with myself about, is this okay? Because I know they're, I know they're just increasing the model size and adding animations and that's it. Yeah. And like, it's fun. So it's, I guess it is okay. Like, but it's just this weird, like self, um, like, like I feel like it's some of it should be new. They should be trying harder, kind of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like at this point, having played generations, like Monster Hunter is this thing that they just keep. Everything is is being reused and reused and reused and reused and reused all the time. Yeah. It's like this big, like museum of game animations and monster designs and. Yeah. And like that's what kind of. I think it's interesting about Rise and the Sunbreak expansion is that having played Generations, which was a collection of like all the expansions of like Monster Hunter 4, I can kind of see like us maybe going that way with what Sunbreak is. Like if there's a Nightbreak and a uh, whatchamacall Gravity Falls expansion next year and two years after that (laughs) and like the final version of rise is this thing where like kamura village is the japanese uh village and then el gato which is the one from sunbreak is the european and this one's america and this one's this and like because that's what generation was with all these different cities that you went to and stuff and that's how they built the variety into the game yeah like and if that's where they're going with this I think that's cool. Like the end end version of that is amazing. Number one, but number two, it's not what world is. And like I'm a little, 
yeah apprehensive maybe that 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 the thing that I was introduced to the series through is the is the anomaly in the yeah I think they would be stupid to keep making world games when they can do this formula which I think is easier and people will play anyway <laughs> and and honestly what they've been doing forever really yeah, yeah. I mean like Absolutely. that's it goes all the way back to PlayStation 2 so like yeah um yeah I don't know I don't I don't have a as much experience but um are they planning to do more expansions for rise i don't know i'm just talking completely in theory like, yeah like because of what other ones but just were. because of what it is and what i've experienced and yeah yeah it's funny like i feel like sunbreak like you'll see once you get in like the menu text and stuff changes they really do update it to make it look like uh world really kind of a lot yeah, like aesthetically. Huh. And then even like some of the level design, like it looks more they they modernized the way Rise looked and ran, I think, a lot. Hmm. So it's kinda interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man, PC Monster Hunter experience is just Well it's yeah. too it's yeah. too nice. Yeah, I mean I it's too nice. I don't know that I could I mean I guess I could have played it on Switch, like it would have been fine, but it was after like after after playing World on PlayStation and then replaying a chunk yeah, of it PC. on PC. I was like, I don't it's ever want to. I don't ever want to play this yeah. on anything ever again. Anything else ever again? Because yeah. like, you load times I, and having the keyboard yeah. to do all your loadouts and all that stuff. And, like it just, just so snappy. Like fast animation stuff you want running yeah. on the best hardware possible. Like that within reason you know like if if it was only yeah. on switch and was only ever on switch i probably would have played it but um yeah, yeah i mean it's just but yeah you know i'm in love with it again and like i just i the skill ceiling still feels like it's there like like you can get better or whatever like it's not there is what or, i would well, say. yeah like yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this like I just it's uh, it's incredible to me at how I can be so simultaneously impressed at what I'm able to do in the game with the game's system mechanics mm-hmm. and also it's like I could do better. Yeah. And that's like without even getting into the weeds with like min-maxing your gear and like all that sh- all that stuff. So, yeah. It's kind of neat. And I- I'm excited to explore some of that more. I just kind of wished that it was with new right you know new monsters that's all i want yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i know that feel <laughs> yeah um but i keep i guess i keep my uh i keep my my time with monster hunter relatively limited so it's not like you played you played more than i would have thought yeah i you, did, you you hammered it hammered i played iceborne more than i played else. iceborne twice and then also yeah. also yeah like we i played a lot of rise um yeah by myself too i played a good bit by myself yeah that's um, what i mean you cranked through it and i want to play more like i'm like sunbreak yeah. was a good reason to get back into it whereas like i just fell off and probably wouldn't get back to it i don't know um but yeah i mean you played through 
the you I saw a majority of it. Game. Yeah, like I got yeah, yeah. I got plenty out of it. I, I you're didn't. not missing out because you missed two Elder Dragon fights. Yeah. Like it's it's fine. Yeah, unless you wanted to, you know, get into gear specking. Like that's which which I still to have, each their own. Which I still have never really done that. <laughs> you yeah. know, so like I kind of just I just like swinging things at monsters. I guess that's that's why I enjoy it. Um, yeah. So I'm yeah I'm I'm excited to play it a good reason i think i think the european which is like what they're going for now with like the new yeah theming is better than the japanese that's cool it's not i don't know better is not the right word but if number one it feels more monster hunter yeah (laughs) and number two it's less like like a hundred hours with those like songs like just get got a little i turned the music off in that game pretty quick yeah i haven't i haven't really listened to it that much at all (laughs) because like whenever i I, like whenever i was playing it by myself i was listening to a podcast and if i was playing it with a group i wasn't listening to the music at all (laughs) so i i always um like action games i'll turn the sound effects down yeah. And turn the music up so I can like really listen to soundtracks. Yeah. Um and so like I I kind of I did that with Rise. And so I th- I like the European instrument songs better than the traditional Japanese ones. I just feel like they might they might sound a little more generic honestly, but the genericness of them is better for like 100 hours of gameplay sure. if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I mean that's kind of going back to Neon White. Like the the soundtrack repeats the same sound clip like every yeah. forty seconds or something. But yeah. it has to be good in order for it to do that. And yeah, and it is <laughs> relatively sweet. Um, sick. But yeah, that's a that's kind of all I got. Me too. Um. I'm gonna finish my drink and play some Monster Hunter. Do you want to play? Yeah, I I could I could do some. Um, I think uh, I don't really. I got no real announcements for the show. <laughs> if you if you've heard my chair squeaking, I apologize. Um, probably not gonna be able to cut that out. This chair is very loud. But uh, yeah, um, it's summertime. It's hot. Don't know, and you should be safe and spend that time inside. <laughs> you playing play, video stay games. inside in the air conditioning and play games, assuming you have air conditioning. Um, yeah, I. And if you don't suffer through it anyway, <laughs> melt. Um, I, I don't have anything immediately off the top of my head that I'm looking forward to next, but um, it's pretty cool that that new Mario Rabbids game is coming out this year. <laughs> October. Yeah, it's not still, still a, ways a bit away. Of, still a ways off, but that's fun. Are you gonna play for Axis's Marvel game? No. Prop. That's October too. Probably not. You really? You do it. That doesn't interest you. No, it really doesn't. It's. Is it's it very, it's, it's very frustrating to me, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But like, doesn't the idea of them being able to go crazy with characters, like the the only difference between it being a Marvel game and it being like. I don't know something where because the combat looks to me like uh, Divinity. Oh really? Oh yeah, because they yeah, took so away the grid. I think right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the only difference between like those characters are established, which if you don't have any history with the characters anyway, then who cares? Like the combat is still going to be. I. I'm not like. I guess I'm not writing it off completely, but the prospect of it does not interest me. You know, if yeah. I feel it's it's something that I feel was taken away from me and that is XCOM 3. <laughs> like that's why that's why I'm like it's it's like so a, you're not going to play it at a It's principle. like a personal thing, yeah, cuz it's like it's not something I want to support. Like it was the same it was the same thing that you know, I understand everybody loved the Spider-Man game, but I don't want Insomniac to do stuff like that. Like I want Insomniac to make Insomniac games, you know, and yeah. I want that's it. Any licensed I game want, ever? Yeah, the problem with licensed yeah, games, yeah, per, pretty much. And I want Firaxis to make XCOM because so the, re- they've all the reason been awesome. I like it, I like it differently for Insomniac than I do for Firaxis, though. Like Insomniac getting the Spider-Man game, like I feel like you know, you're going to get the Spider-Man that everyone recognizes, which is like the one from the movies, which is like swinging and you're going to do the Spider-Man things. Whereas like, I feel like for Axis getting to make a Marvel game and specifically them choosing the things they chose to do base the story around means that like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to be able to get to go ham a little bit. I don't know. Like character designs and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I guess in my head it's not any different from, like, if it's a snake alien or if it's well, a Iceman character. Like, I'm looking at it from a game design, game mechanics perspective and not, like, it's a Marvel character versus an XCOM character. Yeah, well, you know so I mean? that's interesting because... And, like, that's why I'm excited about Firaxis making it is because I feel like, okay, now we have these Marvel characters that are all have specific powers, and Firaxis gets to come in and just do this, like, sick yeah. role-playing, card-based... Well, uh, so the thing that was cool about XCOM is that they're not, they're not set characters. You make them, you know? Like, and you build them differently and whatever. Yeah, But yeah. also... I have tried other games like XCOM and not really stuck with them. Um, yeah. Like, certain things have worked. Mario plus Rabbids <laughs> has worked um, because that's a really weird combination that was, like, kind of silly and fun. But, like, I played a bunch of Battletech. Super interesting game. Really hard really cool mechanics and gameplay fell off of that. Um, yeah. Like I, I've wanted to try a couple other ones like mutant year zero looked interesting. Never got around to it because like I do. None of those are, none of those are for axis, but, but they are that gameplay. So like, even though yeah. it's for axis, they're now, you know, reskinning it and having a different property to do stuff with. But like, I don't know. I really like this. I really like the theme yeah, get, of XCOM. I get what you're saying. You know, like the. I get what you're it's saying. It's especially with where they took it with two, the aliens one. That's awesome. And then Chimera Squad was even cooler because it's it's like the the aliens assimilated into culture and became yeah. part of the Earth, like and are you know 
it's like it like started yeah, you. yeah you. you know it established You're a thing good. that could have been really like cool and i i hope that it's not abandoned i'm sure it's not abandoned but yeah they'll, they'll make this it come this feels through. like something that's in the way <laughs> and is something to make money so they can make XCOM three and yeah. i can't be i i can't help but be cynical about it yeah so like that sucks i mean it's 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 whatever because it's not like a property I care about. So like, it's sort of just like any other game I wouldn't play it. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not really that big of a deal. And if it's really cool, maybe I'll check it out. I mean, if it gets like completely bl- glowing yeah, my, praise my, or whatever, that's my number one. That's what I'm most excited for. This yeah, year. I mean, I honestly forgot it existed. Like every, yeah. every time it comes up, I just like grumble a little bit and then for it's out of my mind, I guess. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be really good, and I'll give it a try and love it, and who knows? But I'm not really expecting that. I guess. Yeah. So. I, I am. I hope my expectations. I are, hope uh, you love it. <laughs> I hope it does all right. Yeah. But uh, we should end this episode. Um, yep, I'm good. Thank you for listening, as always. Uh, keep playing games yeah keep playing games we're maybe a little harder to reach because <laughs> i don't check things much anymore but uh yeah, i'm trying to uh limit my social media yeah use, i mean but yeah if, i'm available if you at me i'm, I'm there yeah we're aj Swab. we're on twitter right or, or no yeah average, average edge. edge it's it's in our description it our, we're we're on twitter yeah, twitter is the most you know common thing um, we do have an email. I check it sometimes, but if you've emailed and I haven't responded, it's probably because I haven't checked it in forever. <laughs> um, but we also have a store. There's a link there for some swag. And, uh, yeah, I uh, think that's going to do it for this one. Until next time. Keep playing games.